Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk. This is episode 16. I am joined by a really good buddy of mine, uh, Pablo. Some of you may be familiar with him from an earlier episode. Um, in this episode, I wish I could give a description as to what we really talk about, but reality is, is we kind of just go down a uh, rabbit hole and uh, talk about anything and everything. Um, we do start out with some music and streaming and you know how you're able to kind of collect revenues from those streamings. Um, other than that, I hope you guys enjoy the wormhole that we take you down. I'm not a morning person. I, I'd rather stay up all night. I'll stay up till three, four in the morning every single night, and then really? sleep. Yeah, I, I, I'm a night owl too, dude. I'm a massive night owl, um, and it's you're probably the only one that could probably do more than me. But it's something about my family. Like my sisters are night owls. Mm-hmm. Um, my little sister, not so much, but like my my older sister in particular. And when I say not so much, I mean like she probably goes around around twelve or one. Where like mm-hmm. my sister and I would routinely go around, uh, like anywhere from 12 to three, like was routine. Yeah. We're going to bed around that time. And then, uh, we always joke too with her, like when she was growing up with, I remember when I was, I was like little, little, cause her and I are separated by nine years and everybody in the family would joke with her that they would have to record the sun, uh, the sunrise for her. Cause she'd never seen one. (laughs) (laughs) She'd never seen a sunrise in her entire life. So we would always have to record it for her. Um, but yeah, no, it was, I will, I'm a big time night owl too. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the, the, the only thing that I've seen, um, just like me making music and stuff, they, I mean, it sounds cliche kind of whatever. It's like, they, that's what they say, but like your brain is more active at night. Really? Yeah. And as much as like the creativeness, I just feel like a lot of the times during the day, whether it's, I have the blackout shades or not, whether it's dark in my room, I got the lights on, whatever type of vibe I'm setting in the room. It's like, sometimes during the day, you just like, I I just, you just don't feel it. You don't catch the ideas. They don't come to you. And then like, it's crazy. I'll I'll go and sit in my bed, lay down for 15 minutes, whatever, just chilling. And then out of nowhere, it's just bam, bam, just ideas popping in my lyrics, like just like ideas of anything. And I just like, usually what happens is I'll, in bed around like midnight or whatever and get some crazy ideas and then i'll just get up i'll come over to the desk and then i just like stay here for four hours like I'll, it'll be five o'clock in the morning then next time i look up and i'm just like yo like what am i doing but you know what's weird about that is because i'm the same way and like because i do want and here's the weird thing i just i always wanted i just never had the foot which i always tip my cap to you and um about like you going after what you're doing now and i really fucking respect because for me like i love like i love comedy i'm still not sure that i have the balls to want to get up and actually do stand up and when i say like i've always loved it like i've always kept journals of like bits i thought would be funny for years like for since i was like 20 i would be writing down bits i just never had the fucking balls to go up on a stage and really try it um and so like kind of like what you were saying with um, the lyrics and stuff like that. Like I do feel like during the day, it's almost like I'm not really writing a lot of bits down. And then it's yeah. like at night, it's gotta be like being that relaxed mode and that relaxed yeah. state and I don't know what allowing it is. 
thought instead of like you actively thinking you're allowing thoughts to kind of come into come your head you, yeah yeah and so it, it's like i i can totally see that because how many times of me in particular i have insomnia like I, i'll lay down and i'll just be laying there with my eyes closed for like an hour yeah absolutely i I'm the, I'm the same way like i don't like i when i used to smoke more it was i would smoke and i would go to sleep but like now it's like uh-huh. it doesn't really happen that way anymore and it, i kind of i really do i miss it but um yeah, dude, I'll just be sitting down. Like I, I just won't, won't fall asleep. I'll roll around for an hour. And then I get in my head after that, at that point, I'm like, yo, like I literally could have been doing something productive for this last hour, as opposed to just laying in my bed, like not like sleeping or anything. Like I, when I'm having these ideas, I'm, I'm listening. Well, a lot of the times what I do is I'll make a song like or whatever during the day sometimes, or I'll mix the song for somebody else. And then what I do is at night, everybody's asleep or whatever i just put headphones on i listen over over the mix you know what i mean i listen over a bunch of like five six times in a row the same song or whatever and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm listening for just anything you know like um stuff to change if i want more effect like an effect here or there what, what i can do differently and like usually what will happen is like i'll just like i'll hear it and i'll hear it over and over and then what I'll do is I'll come over to this, over to the station here, over to the yeah. desk, and then I'll just <laughs> stay here until five in the morning, like tweaking stuff. And then it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Next thing you know, yeah. Next thing you know, it's 5 a.m. And you're like, uh-huh. I probably should sleep. Literally. Yeah. That's yeah. literally how it is. But yeah, I, I, it's got to be that relaxed state that kind of gets you in there. Cause I, I tell you how many times I've just been sitting there. Like I'll be sitting on the couch and I'll be watching a show or I'll be just kind of going down a, a YouTube rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, it's like, I'm getting jokes are flying into my fucking head and I'm like, Oh, that actually would be a good bit. And I'll like starting to write on it down. And I'm like, well, how would I tweak it? And like, how could I deliver it? And, mm-hmm. um, I really, I, I really do like, uh, I do like when they come out of nowhere, but it's gotta be something with the night. It's gotta mm-hmm. be that relaxed state where you're kind of like free flowing. I, I think weed helps too. Um, because me personally, the reason I did like weed was cause I would get insomnia and I, I like, I like to smoke now. I figured if I smoke about an hour before bed, I can get a good night's sleep and then I don't wake up super groggy and it's not like mm-hmm. hard for me to wake up because mm-hmm. there was nothing worse. And it was like, your alarm goes off. And it's like 7.30, like, you know, back when I was doing a nine to five, it was 7.30 and I'm like getting up to go to my fucking, my job. And I'm like dragging ass because I smoked like right before bed. bed, Yeah. yeah, And I'm, you know, like five minutes before bed, 20 minutes before bed. And then I'm waking up, I'm groggy as hell and I can't move. Like today, I smoked a lot yesterday. Mm -hmm. I smoked a couple dabs. I had two joints. Like I had a good session yesterday on my own. (laughs) Um I, I woke up this morning fine, woke up even before my alarm went off. And, you know, it wasn't like I didn't have anything kind of holding me in the bed. Um, I do notice, though, like, I don't know how it is for you. But for me, if I if I smoke immediately, I um, I get like. I don't want to, I mean, obviously forgetful, but I can get immediately lazy. So I have to like smoke and then go do something immediately or else next thing I know three hours have passed and I was just sitting on my phone in front of the TV for like, you know what I mean? Doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like that I'll, I'll go back a little, a couple of years ago. Cause like I started, I'm 24 now. I started smoking when I was about 13 ish. 
because my brother's two years older than me. So he, right. he, he kind of got me into it. I used to bag on him so bad for it. Cause like I was a young boy, you know, I was really young and I, I would, I would smell it and I'd be like, yo, why does this shit smell like a skunk? Like this and that, like I used yeah, to yeah. bag on him heavy and like, I, I just, I hate, I hate myself for it now that I've been, <laughs> but, um, basically long story short, um, when I started smoking like that, it was, it was, I was always like giggling. You get to get the giggles and you're uplifted yeah, yeah. and everything. But then eventually, like around 2017, when I started like kind of making the music with the like the the group and everything, what what we would do is they would come home. Uh, my my roommate JC had a job. He was working at like Jimmy John's or whatever, and he, that's where he met Joey, the other man, the other guy in our group. And um, they would come home from work, and we immediately we just light a blunt. And then as soon as we got done smoking the blunt, like we would write, start writing a verse or whatever, put, put a beat on, put something on. And like, like you were saying about as soon as you get done smoking, you need to either go do something or like, that's exactly how it was with us. We would get done with the blunt and, and immediately not, not take no break or any, like we would just Mm -hmm. get right to it. And then eventually what ended up happening is like, just over time, we got like a little bit more comfortable with each other and shit, just like how we worked and everything. And then um, it started turning into, yo, let's, let's smoke this L real quick. And then we're going to chill for 15, 20 minutes. And then after, after, <laughs> let's enjoy 15, the high. Right? <laughs> yeah. And that 15, 20 minutes ended up turning into, yo, it's been an hour and a half. We played some Fortnite or whatever. We did nothing. And it's like the beach has been sitting in the damn, in the computer yeah. doing nothing. And then, um, yeah, I mean, basically what happened was like, we had another uh, member in the group and shit originally, but he was, um, he like didn't really know exactly what he wanted to do. And he yeah. was very, very um, like indecisive, like just kind of all over the place and stuff. And we were just trying to get him to stay on track and everything, but he, he just figured it wasn't for him and everything. So then he ended up dipping and that kind of just screwed up the the momentum that we had and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like the yeah. this. And then after that dude, right yeah, now. dude, it just, it, it kind of, it kind of um, slowed down and it kind of unmotivated all of us. And then it took a little bit to get it back up and going, but then we started getting back up to it and shit. And then we were working pretty, pretty heavy for a little bit. And then, I mean, just, you know, life, dude, life happens, bro. You know, it's, everybody gets older. They, they start going their separate ways. And um, my JC actually went out to LA for an internship for like three months in the summer. So like that was when we were able to work the most. And then he left to LA. So then it was just me and Joey. We were working a lot. And then um, I just recently, I just moved down to Tampa. So then like they're back home and they're kind of like trying to figure out how to get, get back into it and everything. It's just, you know, it's hard. And and the, the thing that, and this is why I do applaud you, Bob is because it, it comes down to it and it sounds so ridiculous because you hear all these people who've made it right. You've heard all Mm -hmm. these people, you just got to put the fucking work in and it sounds and you're like sitting there and you're like, well, how do I, how do I put the work in when I got bills to pay mm-hmm. and I got to afford a, the place I'm living in. And the first year, year and a half you're doing this, it's not like you're making bank. You no. know what I mean? It's not no. like you're coming in and you just all of a sudden are making money to pay your bills. It's not like a nine to five job where you, it can allow you to do that. You have, like, you have to create your wealth from fucking nothing. Yeah. So it, it's, it's hard to get that motivation into it. And it's easy to be like, well, you know, I did it with my podcast. So I, I took a massive break. When I say massive, I took a year, almost a year break with it. And I was, I really enjoyed it. And 
work got in the way and I was like, well, I'm doing well with work and, um, it's paying my bills. I'm seeing a lot of money and, mm. you know, maybe this is just what I wanted. And I just thought podcasting was like a way to kind of like get away from growing up or something. And then yeah. it was, you know, as it went on and more and more, I just started, I really want to get back into it. Really want to get back into it. And the simple answer is, and it's not simple to do and but it is a simple answer is you just mm-hmm. got to get back into it you just got to dive into it so like those two just they just have to do it and it sounds so easy to say because it is yeah. and it sounds like but and it's really hard to do but like that's mm-hmm. the answer like you just got to you just have i to mean it. it's just like i saw this um i saw this really good interview uh it was actually a kanye west interview from way back when and he um he was i forget who he was inter- like interviewing him or whatever but they asked him something about his music or whatever this that, and that there. And he was, he basically, what he said was like, I know that I could be the best rapper or whatever, like producer, whatever. I, I know that I could be the best in the world, in the world. He says, he's like, if I wanted to tomorrow, wake up and become the best NBA, like become an NBA player. I know for a fact that I have the ability to do that. There's, there's other people that might be a little bit more um, well off than me, like just with athleticism, like jeans and everything. But he said, if I want to go and do that, I could do that. And it's just basically what it comes down to is just it's consistency. And it's literally, like you said, just getting like doing it. Because yeah, like, if, if you you can make a bunch like for mine's instance, you can make a bunch of songs, you know, what I mean, if you make a song a day, you have 365 songs in a whole year, okay. Mm-hmm. Or and, and and while I'm saying like, make those songs a, a song a day, think about more of like, getting the song done you know what i mean just start to finish it doesn't need to be completely refined 100 percent perfect you know what i mean take hours and hours on 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 the absolutely um perfect like perfecting that song imagine you have 365 songs that were you know made pretty decently you know maybe not completely like perfected like i said or maybe you made a song a month that you really perfected like I don't know about you. Like, yeah, you'll probably have some good songs in those 12 songs from the song a month, like that are really like perfect and like refined. But like, I would think that out of those 365 songs, there's probably a better song in those 365 than, than your 12 in my, right. just because right. it's like, it, it, it's, it's repetition. Repetition is, is key, man. It's like, we were talking last time, even just like the muscle memory and shit like that. That's like, it goes to show with anything with creativeness or whatever you paint. If you paint every single day, like it's going to be like, I don't care if you, if you spend, um, a, a, like I said, a whole month on one painting, like that painting is going to be good and everything. But like, there's just some, sometimes you just never know what's going to happen. It just comes in and creativeness just comes every day. And right. it's like that one day could just be the day. It's, it's, that's just how simple it is. And, and I think the consistency nowadays I don't know. I don't think we talked about this last time, but I want to get into the like what you actually think about like streaming and shit nowadays. But in my opinion, what I see and I tell a lot of my clients is every single day um, we live in in the new like technology age and everything. We got Instagram, we got TikTok, right. now we got all this stuff. Um, I, wh- what I do when I wake up, I usually wake up, whatever, get up, do my shit, go on Instagram, scroll down, see refresh what's new what's every single day like this is a daily thing this is not even every day this is numerous times per day because everybody's always so hell-bent on you know what is going on in everybody else's life and you know i mean like that kind of shit and with streaming what 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 it's made people do 
it is like I said, it's, it's, it's kind of um, made them stop thinking about the future and, and really think about only the present. If mm-hmm. you kind of get oh, what I'm saying. I mean, you see it even in business, dude, like yeah. in business, look at every, every single business out there. And, and I'm not even talking music industry mm-hmm. business, like businesses in general, everybody's short-sighted. And yeah. that's the problem. And it's like, and, and one of the issues of like, I'm not trying to get like, into the whole politics or anything mm-hmm. like that. But just a quick example is like, you know, one of the things that businesses that are, it's annoying that we're trying to bring jobs back to the U S like manufacturing jobs back mm-hmm. to the U S but a lot of these companies don't want to, because they have to pay higher wages to American workers because they're way higher qualified than cheap ass labor over in China or Singapore or whatever. But point is, is they don't want to do the reason they do it is because, and they don't want to bring it back is because they look at the short sighted loss and they don't want, they want, they're only looking at gains that they can make in the next three years. Like they're not looking at how much they're going to be making in the next 15 years. They're not planning mm-hmm. out for that. Every company is always, what can we do for the next two to three years to make a lot of money? And that's how they think. And it's, yeah. it's problematic. And it's a lot of like what you said too. Um, people are really too much. I think it's good to be present, like in the yeah, sense yeah. of like, enjoy what's going on in the around you and everything. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. But you should always be, you should always be looking at the future and you should always be trying to plan your next move. I feel like, and I I do agree to like, kind of uh, go off on your, um, your uh, piggyback off of your tangent and you went on with the, the drop-offs and the things like that. And I totally agree. And Mm -hmm. I I see it like I took a break from when I'm in this groove now and I'm doing well with recording. Um, and but like when i take like a week and a half break off dude i get in my fucking head dude like i get in my head and i'm like you're a terrible podcaster Mm -hmm. and i'm like you're i'm like you should probably just quit because like you now haven't put out a new episode and i'm like you you're not staying with it like you it's your the next week you're supposed to release an episode you you haven't episode recorded and Mm -hmm. i'm like you dumbass Mm -hmm. i'm like you're just a terrible podcaster you can't do it like you probably should just stop and then i I find the muster and strength to just record an episode. I'm like, just get it out of the fucking way. Yeah. And that episode back is always one of my worst episodes. Yeah. It's always a terrible episode. And it's always because you're not in that groove. It's different when like the weekends here I'm recording, I try to record two episodes every weekend. If I can record two episodes every weekend, that's good. I can, I can have one for like, if I do have a drop week, I still have an extra episode I can release yeah, um, or I can release one the next week. Um, or next Sunday is like what I like to do is one next Sunday and then a backup or I can release it the following Sunday. Um, and you know, if I didn't record, but, um, my, my point was, I was trying to say is like, I can see it in those first episodes when I come back where I'm like, I'm, I'm talking and I got the guest on we're, we're talking about it. And then I'm like, but I'll go on non like nonsensical rants and that yeah. have nothing to do with it. And I'm just trying uh-huh. to fill fucking air. And I'm yeah. like, and yeah. I can hear it in my head. I'm like, why don't you just shut up and let the other person talk? And it's like, you get into those, you get out of your groove and it's like, yeah. it's different where I've recorded three weeks in a row. Right. And it's like, like today, this is, a, I can already tell you that this episode, my episode yesterday were great because I had recorded the weekend before mm-hmm. and I had record and I'd been doing editing. I'd been hearing it and I'd been doing my, my fucking homework on listening to a lot yeah. of podcasts, hearing styles. Right. And so these, this one in particular and, um, and my one yesterday are, are flowing great. Like that's that groove is like, mm-hmm. I would have been intimidated as fuck doing this 
two weeks ago when I had had a week and a half off because I'd have been like, I, I need a game plan. Like I need to have something to bounce, fall back on, but now I'm feeling confident. I'm good. I'm back in the swing of things. Yeah. It's like when you go into the studio probably, right. And you've been fucking recording for two straight weeks, hard every day. You've got a new song on, like it's probably getting the lab. It's easy money. You're like yeah. you're up there. You're already making songs. You got, you're fucking, you're in the groove. You're writing lyrics to shit yeah. easily now. And you're making sounds and putting, you know, effects on things easier. It's tweaking. It's, you just, you just feel it. Yeah. And uh, like I had no fear rush rushing into this episode either. And it's, mm-hmm. it's nice. And you just got to get over that. And, you know, I think Joe Rogan said something that it really resonated with me personally. And I think a lot of people needed to um, need to really, really hear. And I want to, he said it in the recent couple episodes, but I think his most recent one was with this guy, uh, Greenwald. Um, I Glenn Greenwald, I think was his mm-hmm. name. I lives in Brazil right now. He helped like break the Snowden case, but um, mm-hmm. he was asking Joe about his show. And he was like, Joe's like, no man. Like I, I, I had no plan for this. He's like, it started with me, you know, FaceTiming a bunch of buddies and we were just a bunch of stoners trying to make some shit stick. And he goes, if you go look at my first episodes, like I still only have like 1500 views on some of my first podcast episodes. Yeah. And he goes, and it's kind of just like, you just stayed after it. And he's like, I'm 11 years in now. And now it's blown up into something. And that's just all it is. And that's kind of like my thinking with this show is I'm like, if I can just produce episodes and throw it out there, I'm like sooner or later, if I just keep my fucking hat in the ring long enough, someone's going to fucking pick up on it. Yeah. And you know, my goal is not to be Joe Rogan. My goal is I want to be able to have this be sustainable for a living because this is what I fucking love. Like, I love just shooting the shit with people, yeah. seeing what they think. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know nothing about music. I love having you on about music all the time. And, um, you know, talking about, I've learned more about audio talking with you in the last four months than I have ever, than I did in two years previous trying to dig in on my own too. Yeah. So, you know, in my previous 27 years of life all combined really so i mean yeah i agree it's all consistency i know this was a long rant but like it's all just consistency and you can feel the confidence the more you're doing it yeah it's so noticeable and it's noticeable when you get back like your first episode back you're like oh shit okay um i just hope i can fucking I hope I can get this conversation flowing and I hope I I have a question. And it's like, I'm not even listening to the guy saying it. I'm like, I'm just trying to think of a question to ask so I get the conversation going. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, where, you know, now it's like, if you really listen to what somebody's saying, and you really slow down and you just kind of breathe and listen to you can ask 47,000 questions with yeah. one rant of anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just all about listening with it mm-hmm. and um, doing it and hearing it in repetition. You recognize it more. And you, so that, that's my, that's my long rant, but I agree, man, it, that repetition shit is, it's a huge, huge factor. And um, I think more people got to kind of really just dive into it like your buddies like they just got to get back into it that would be my advice to them and i'm so happy that i fucking got back into podcasting dude like i really enjoy it man it's a great time yeah i feel like a a lot of the other things too is like sometimes it is good to take breaks though sometimes obviously Mm -hmm. i always say what 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 i try and strive for is like when it's when it's getting too um too forced you know when it's like Oh, like it, it's kind of feeling like a job and it's like, oh, like I, I, I got to go into the studio. Like I need to make a song. Like I really don't want to. Like I just, I'm, I'm not up there. Like I'm not feeling it or whatever. And it's just like when you, when you're forcing it, in my opinion, like any time that we've ever tried to go into the studio and like 
force it because you kind of like you can just like kind of feel the energy that's what we're feeling the vibe that day we, yeah. we always just like I, I just talked to jc last night about it on facetime and we were just like yo like we need that energy back like just the the that feeling from when we first started it was it was just a little different but like when you start anytime that we got in there and we were like oh like we need to make a song this night like or like this that and the third whatever we would find a beat real quick kind of like force the beat selection already mm-hmm. so it's already just from start you start, love the beat you just wanted to create something yeah you know what i mean so right then and there when we tried to force something i'd say like eight out of ten times that we try to do that the song ends up just being a throw a complete throwaway we don't end up finishing it and it's just like we get like maybe a, a hook down or something where just none of us are feeling it and then we're just like all right like Right, let's roll it up to an L. L. Yeah. yeah, let's roll L real quick and see <laughs> if we catch any ideas. And when once like we get the L going, and then we just fucking don't do anything. And it's yeah. like when when you're when you're already in that vibe and the 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 groove of making maybe a song or doing a podcast, whatever you're doing artistically, if you're doing that every day and you're already in that vibe, like taking like one day break or something, or maybe two day break or whatever, it's not the same as like taking a month break or taking like a whole two weeks or something like right. that. Like, you could still, it's still going to take like a little bit maybe to get back into that groove, like couple, like, you know what I mean? But it's not the same as if you're taking a whole month break, getting right. back. To that right. month break will take like a couple days maybe to get back. Into you hard. Yeah. As opposed to those one or two days that you take a, an actual like mental break and it's like a, a rejuvenating break. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, Oh, like, I'm back into it and it's like it's not that far away from me, you know. It, it's right. it's still right up in the in the in the in the top of your head right there, you know. Yeah. And even if you've taken a break, you'll notice too when you're really in the groove, even when you're taking a break, you're sitting there and you're like in the back of your head, you're still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you may not writing anything down or maybe you're not producing any songs and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but you're thinking about it. And that's how you know you're hooked is it's in your head and yeah. even though you're rela- you're taking your relaxing day because i do agree that you need to because every now and then you get in those you get in those moments where it's like you're just hitting your head on on the fucking wall repeatedly and you're not yeah. really you're not really finding anything new it's like when you're trying to and when you're in grade school and you were trying to solve a math equation mm-hmm. and every time you were trying you knew you're, you you could think it's wrong but every time you were trying to resolve and actually solve it and look it over. You just kept coming to the same fucking formula or the same fucking uh, answer. And you're like, I can't see my way out of this. So you got to take a walk away for 10, 15 minutes. Right. And you come back and solve that problem. Yeah. Sometimes you get in those grooves where you're like, you're a little burnt out, but you're like, I got to keep grinding because you want to. And that's, that's the process. Right. But every now and then it is, it's like, you can't think just because you're in the beginning grinded out phase of your life that mm-hmm. or of your career or whatever you're trying to do that you're not allowed breaks. Like, yeah. Still, yeah. Still have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You might not be, yeah, you're right. You might not be as big as Travis Scott or you might not be as big as Joe Rogan, but I guarantee you Joe Rogan and Travis Scott, even when they were first starting out every now and then they had walkaway breaks and they had mm-hmm. a day off. Like, yeah, they got to grind it out. But, and there's some people who, who are, just animals like that and can and they can totally grind it through regardless and it doesn't matter and you know that's what they fucking give into but those are very few people yeah those are rarities and those are those are people who are just built different Mm you know so i agree man you got to have those you got to have that um ability to stick with it but know when you're kind of killing yourself a little too much and Mm -hmm. then 
to take a step back. And I guarantee you too, if you took a day or two, you would come back, like you come back and you are refreshed and you've been thinking about it still for a day or two and you, it, but newer ideas have flown in. Yeah. And so I, I totally agree. Absolutely. So I, I was going to kind of like, go backtrack a little bit to what I was saying because yeah. I know you have um, a little bit more knowledge on on like music from back a little bit further back you know mm-hmm. like the era and the Walkman era and shit like that before iPods and everything so ma- basically I want to ask um like what is your opinion on the whole um music streaming nowadays you know just because I- I'll just like preface it okay. basically what I say is is I I the first CD that I ever bought, shit, um, it w- I had a little Walkman player that I used to go around the house. This is, I was probably in first grade, something crazy like that. And it was before iPods. It was like the Zune was like the, the iPod first. Yeah, like, I remember Zune, Microsoft <laughs> Zune. Yeah, that so was yeah, it. Tried um, to compete with the iPod and that thing got uh-huh. dismantled by the iPod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I had the Walkman or whatever. I believe it was, it was Eminem. Um, curtain call the hits it was something like that and and then like the first actual thing that that was that was i think my my pops eight miles soundtrack was probably that and um then the first actual cd that i had bought myself was like uh oh my god it was like a three days gray cd or some shit like that but Mm -hmm. regardless um basically like i try and think about it i'm like yo you had some of these other and and going even back further maybe the 80s and the 90s and stuff like you had some classic albums like from bands and stuff like that 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 stand the test of time you got these pink floyd albums like just crazy stuff that it's just like my even michael jackson and stuff obviously fucking platinum or uh diamond records and shit like the thrillers diamond um but like nowadays like i feel that that um classic like timeless feel is kind of gone because of like i said with the streaming everything is now like what's new and like nowadays you'll have a song or maybe an album even like the biggest artists like drake i remember he he came out with um that what was forever scorpion. no scorpion uh, okay when he came out with a double disc the scorpion disc or whatever it was like that shit was like it had huge god's plan is is i believe the number one most streamed uh song in apple music history god's plan so it is, it's the most streamed in history so far, but I, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's just not, it, it's not going to stand like the test of time. You know, I, I bet in, in five, six years from now, we're not going to be like, oh, that, that Scorpion album was a classic. It, that, that, that timeless feel is kind of gone. And I believe it's, it's attributed to the streaming and something's here for three months and then it's gone. <laughs> Wow, that's actually a very interesting thought. I, I never really thought about it like that, but um, that that's a really good that's a really good theory. Uh, I kind of see what you're saying, and the reason I kind of agree with it is because I'll go to a different a different uh, parallel, but kind of the same thing is think about when somebody fucks up in the public eye, mm-hmm. right? They say something bad, or they say something that rubs the people's feathers the wrong way yeah how long does that stay in the media for right like yeah in in a week or two everybody fucking forgets about it like think what's about the new kid. what's yeah, new right. so think about the kid like the covington kid right uh-huh uh-huh the covington kid had months ago people still understand it nobody's fucking talking about it it was this was only like six or seven months ago too maybe yeah. a year but regardless like if people i think just don't talk about it anymore and i don't know i mean to be just a total 
just to shit talk and like kind of go with your theory. It, uh, maybe it has to do with like, I feel like today everything's more heavily production uh, uh, viewed and favored. Yeah. Um, where like back in the eighties and seventies, you had a culmination of everything where like, um, what's the, the new little baby song that was like number one for like a couple weeks. It was like, fuck a Lamborghini or fuck a cop car or something like that. Oh, that was, um, that was the baby. That was the baby. And, the uh, baby, yeah. and uh, what was that song called? Rockstar. Yeah. Go mm-hmm. read those lyrics. And mm-hmm. it looks like a fifth grader wrote the lyrics. Like it's not like it's not lyrically impressive. No, no. But the the beat, everything, the melody, the sound of the song is mm-hmm. so fucking catchy. Nowadays, I feel like you get a really good hook, and you get a really great beat. That's all you need to make a fucking great song. You know, I'm a, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to stop you there. I'm gonna say that brings me to another thing: is in the '90s and the early 2000s, you had huge artists they were they were going crazy um the lyrics were were, it was it was very the the lyrics was the main attraction to the songs of the rap or whatever eminem you had lil wayne you had um people like uh 50 cent Cent, all those people it was like it was much more lyrically um uh just like centered around lyrics more all those guys yeah i believe once again it 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 all to me being a little bit in this like music business whatever industry whatever you want to say now because of streaming once again it's like it's not people aren't really listening to the lyrics anymore because it's a little bit it takes more time to sit there and really cohere like dive in and listen to the lyrics as opposed to you could hear one song on the radio or, or streamed or whatever, and you could hear the, uh, 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 the melody. And it's like that melody catches their attention right from the jump. And it's like, Oh, I could, I could turn the song off and I can hum that as opposed to maybe if you heard a Lil Wayne song from 2001 or whatever, you had to really like listen and hear that one bar. Absolutely. And then you'd have to hear it a couple times before when you turn that off, you'd be like, yo, like you, he really said that like, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I feel like with the streaming and everything nowadays, everything's so uh, I read something yesterday or two days ago, some, and it's like the, the, the um, typical like rollout for a single nowadays is about a month. You, you drop for a, a whole, like a whole song or album, like for a song, just like a single, you would, you would drop it maybe in the beginning of the month or whatever. And like within two weeks, they said, um, you're already like, trying to find another way to like revamp that single and like like re-engage people so what they usually do is they'll drop the single or whatever and then in two weeks they'll put their little instagram ads out and they're they're gonna do this that and the third and then what they'll do is they'll do a video after those two weeks and then that video will kind of re-up it carry it for for another like week or two and then maybe if it's still not like if it's still going pretty decently they'll maybe do a remix and put somebody else on the song but like if you think about it like what's popping by jay carl jack harler yep yep he had a a um if you think about like the streaming and shit nowadays it's like back before streaming was a thing they had usually bands or artists or whatever you want to say they would do like um an album every year year and a half something like that and it it was like they really didn't 
make anything in between those albums you know what i mean maybe like a single maybe or something like that or like at least the rappers they would do like a mixtape of like freestyle beats of like other people's beats or whatever this and that just to give the fans something but now it's like like i said dude you see these songs and everything and it's 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 sometimes they release half their album for singles before their album even comes yeah. out yeah Literally, like, and that, that's yeah. just because of, of what I feel like once again, it's like these pe- people don't want to wait even. And, and this is this goes for anybody. This goes for Drake. This goes for everybody. Young Thug, Future, all these bigger artists nowadays. And, and even um, like you go in like pop and you're thinking about like other people. Now, granted, there are some people that still do maybe like a, an album per year and like don't really give anything else. Like Kendrick Lamar hasn't dropped anything in a long time. There's rarities. They're diamonds in the rough. Exactly. The rough. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Drake, he, he's, he does his little thing, but he's mainly a, like an album a year type of artist nowadays because but once again, he's, he's up there the weekend, like they're up there. They're, that's like, they're really up there. To kind of piggyback off what you're saying is now I feel like more so it's easier have a rememberable song than it is an album like back mm-hmm. then like yeah you had toys in the attic for aerosmith you've had mm-hmm. back in black you've had all these great albums you can think of right yeah. um of older bands and like you still have fucking classic songs all that stuff yeah. now yeah. it's like when you think of drake you think of his top five songs. You don't think of his, yeah. top, you don't think of his best album, right? Mm-hmm. Eminem, I think you can kind of think like personally, like 2008 Eminem released recovery. And I think it's lyrically one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, lyrically, if you go back and you listen to the things that he says, and I, I always loved about him too, is it's like, how in the fuck with a rhyme scheme do you also tell a story and it's like chronologically makes fucking sense with yeah. what you're saying yeah. and you're rhyming like that's mm-hmm. what eminem does is he can like he's like telling you a, he literally it's like it flows so well it's like you can actually it's like you're reading a fucking book and you're getting the fucking book mm-hmm. and you understand the book but he's rhyming he's doing a rhyming scheme he's doing a rhyming scheme and everything's flowing and you're like i feel like i just read a book like it's yeah. that's how good it is and um you know i i agree man you don't you just don't see that in very much i think there is it's that that's that new because everybody's so short attention span now like Mm -hmm. i think they were saying it was like and i apologize i'm doing this off memory so my my stats are probably off but if you look i think it was the attention span of like millennials and gen zers compared to like baby boomers it's Mm -hmm. like now it's like after i think you have like fucking 45 seconds or a minute and a half to like yeah. get a, like a millennial or gen z's attention and then after mm-hmm. that they just like they're off thinking really off yeah off it not even at it and it's like a new album releases right mm-hmm. and i don't know if this in my brain it works as a theory but i don't know if this really makes sense so obviously this is why i'm gonna make it workable but you look at an album that gets released for the first two fucking weeks of that song of that of that album's release what's the highest played songs on that album? It's the first four fucking songs. Always, it always is. And then it's like a month and a half goes by and then you get to like, okay, you get to see what really songs were their hits yeah. because it's like, it's mm-hmm. all adjusted, but it's yep. like for the longest time, it's, agree with that. it's like for the because longest time you're seeing, they're only playing the first four fucking songs. Yeah. And well, then- I mean, personally, I've done, I've, we've released two albums so far and both albums, I believe the first one was 12 songs. Don't, I don't even know, honestly. The yeah. second one was like 13. 
And it's the same thing. It's those first four songs usually, at least for the, like you said, for the very beginning, they're, they're the ones that obviously just have the most plays. And then like you said, yeah, a little bit after it, they do kind of skew off and it like evens out a little bit. Evens out. But as much as um, just like going back off of it is like the last, for both albums, the after I believe it's like maybe like track six or seven, you could, it's like a, 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 drop like an actual like visible drop of what and it doesn't even matter because like sometimes like when we did our album we would we would sit down and kind of um like track list it out and everything we saw like what would be good here and there but like we didn't we obviously knew that the first couple songs are more important just because more people Mm -hmm. are going to listen to them so we did put the a little bit better songs up in the beginning but like there are still like usually like the seven or eight mark and then maybe like the ten would be like two other like really good ones or whatever and like you just people don't don't usually get to them you know they literally yeah. just like attention spans not there and uh, i don't know yeah. have you ever heard of a uh this guy does something interesting that i always thought i think is going to be the new trend uh, have you ever heard of an artist amir obe no ah, i don't know it sounds a little familiar um check him out next time you have an, uh, an opportunity he's to me he's got a very fucking unique sound Mm-hmm. Um, listen to right now uh listen to his song romeo if you have a chance so you can just hear me talk in the background but um mm-hmm. he has i think an incredible sound but he's his songs he only releases about four or five songs maybe six max per album and it's really? like yeah like i think his last album that he released um it's not i guess it's not technical is an ep is what it is if it's like shorter mm-hmm. than a certain yeah yeah so he released he releases pretty much his eps now and um he has let's see his last album was called he just released a single too which is finally uh his last ep was can't be a blank here chapter one ep and um or that was sorry that actually wasn't it um it is No, that's what I'm seeing on Apple chapter Music. Two. Yeah, so he, only has, he has chapter two and chapter one. So Romeo is chapter two, and it's only three songs. It's Romeo, Juliet, Bloodshot is his EP. And then <laughs> he has his chapter one's like four fucking songs. And then he has um, an EP that's three songs, um, Won't Find Love in the Hills. He has, I think his longest albums is None of the Clocks Work, and mm-hmm. that's seven fucking songs. Yeah. And... um. Oh, he has 10 on um, uh, 10 on his uh, Happening in the Gray Area, but he released mm-hmm. that in 2015. So that's yeah. his oldest, I think his oldest album. Mm-hmm. And that was 10 songs, but it was only 30 minutes. So not like incredibly long songs. Um, you know, I, I think songs now, you're looking at it now, are like, think about Stairway to Heaven. What was that? It was like seven and a half minutes. Yeah, something great. Yeah, long. And, and kind of, kind of simple like mm-hmm. the sound like it's not back to our lyrics versus sound uh, mm-hmm. thing was like listen to stairway to heaven and it's so beautiful but it's like you get caught in the lyrics and the sound isn't like super crazy it's not like they came yeah. up with this new sound that just changed no. the fucking world mm-hmm. it's, it, and i might be wrong because i don't i don't know music super well but it's it sounds it's not like a whole lot of chords it's mm-hmm. very few chords 
It's, um, it's very few chords and it's a basic melody, but the lyrics are beautiful and it matches the song so incredibly well through every hike and valley, peak and yeah. valley of the song. Mm -hmm. And it's a long song, but it's, it tells a story, right? right? Now it's, you're getting songs that are like two, 45, three minutes, 310. Yeah, I, I believe the dude, the average, at least for like rap and shit nowadays, it, it's getting shorter and shorter. Every you know, single like, time. Like You're, two minutes is like a, a verse, a, hook, verse, normal. hook, over. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And, and their verses are like 45 seconds max. Max, mm -hmm. they're doing a verse. Um, very repetitive yo very repetitive and it's like one of the things even uh, i'm gonna go back to like being being making the own my own music hold on, hold on one second one second one second because i i want you to divulge on this i just need to get a little bit more coffee yeah you're good one second, one second. you're good <laughs> holy shit i just burned the fuck out of my mouth dude oh my god like that hurt like my eyes shot wide open i was I just filled up my coffee and it's still boiling fucking hot, but I wasn't thinking about it because I was just kind of chugging it pretty fast recently because it had really cooled down. I wasn't thinking about it. Went in, took a massive sip. My tongue is fried right now. It hurts so fucking bad. Like, <laughs> I realized what I did immediately. Um, but you were uh, you were about to uh, you were, you were saying something before I interrupted. Yeah. So basically, I was just gonna say about me making my own music and stuff. It's like. A lot of times I, I, I'll over, like we were talking about like just the repetitiveness about music today. And it's like, yeah, yeah. as much as like the lyrics and music, whatever, all together with the lyrics, like I find myself and even my, the guys in the, in the group and everything too, they say the same things. Like if you look at the lyrics of a lot of songs today, there is a lot of just repetitiveness and everything. And I find myself a lot of times trying to maybe like overcomplicate stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'll write like four or five, bar, four bars or something or whatever. And I'll be like, I'll go through a verse and then I'll be like, I can't, I can't just put that same thing back to like in, in the new spot here. But like, if you listen to a lot of other stuff, like that's what they do. They literally do like four bars. They do a little verse. They do a hook. They put those same four bars in there and then they do the hook again. Sometimes even like, it's like very, like there's not a lot of actual words being different words being used. Right. Yeah. For instance, like, there's one that it's like, um, I gave a great example or to kind of like give an example for people to better in their picture in their head. So what you just said is you'll have somebody who will be like, just, a, I'm making this all up off the top of my head, but it'd be like, you know, fucking bounce around like Rocky. Look at me. I'm cocky. Like that's around, like you'll hear that line or that lyric and then you'll probably hear it in another song of theirs yeah. and then you'll oh. probably, or even in the same song. And it's mm -hmm. like, all right, you're getting you're getting uh you're getting you know you're getting in the loop now on this mm -hmm. um and kind of same thing dude like i say is like if you look at albums today and you play it from start to finish say they have 12 songs nine of them are going to sound exactly the same they're going to like yeah. they're going to sound exactly the same and yeah then it's like then there are three big songs that are like hits that they probably released as singles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they have a similar sound but it's like it's the same sound as every other song in their album but like a souped up version and a little bit better and um it's like the superior versions of those songs and and again it's like what you said you'll hear it's like the repeating of lyrics like yeah. i've gone and i've listened to songs and it's like they're bangers like a really good song catchy good decent lyrics great production and then you'll go in on a similar lesser version, but then you're hearing even similar lyrics and you're like, 
All right. All right. I get it. You you cook it up in the crock pot. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, shit, dude. It's, it's tough with that. Actually, that brings me to an interesting, uh, point here. And I want to see what your opinion is on it. Okay. Um, what is your take on uh, collaborations as much as just like uh, writers? You know how a lot of these artists nowadays have writers. They have um, people that, you know, make write lyrics for them. Literally, I mean, I, I don't know how much you, you got into it or whatever with the whole Drake and Meek Mill beef. Yeah, where Meek Mill was saying he had like ghost writers and ghost stuff. Ghostwriters, and, and, and he does. But not only Drake does, Travis Scott has ghostwriters. Oh, um, yeah. Travis, if you go look on Apple Music down at the bottom of that's the what I was, that, Yeah, that's kind of where I'm he's getting got, like, at. Five, he's got, it's him and then five fucking, mm-hmm. five other writers. So, as much as, and, and this kind of like can transcend to anything. It could go into podcasting. It's like, what do you, what is your opinion on these artists or creatives, whatever, that are, that are, you know, maybe having people write music for them or, uh, you know, like doing stuff like that. Like, what do you think about that? I mean, it it can all depend because it could be something like you could have like a, uh, you're probably familiar with them, but like a chitty bang, right? Like a mm-hmm. chitty bang thing going on where you have somebody who's the producer mm-hmm. and the other guy just can't produce. And um, maybe he's just a lyrics guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um like I'm telling you right now, like say if you and I formed one, I'm 100% never getting behind the computer and doing what you're doing. Never. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry. You would never have to worry about teaching me because I would never do it. I yeah. know I don't have that ability. I know I'm a better like writer and I could like think of like I'm a better lyric lyricist. Yeah. Not saying that I am guys, please don't mm-hmm. act like I'm about to uh, do <laughs> something crazy. But, yeah. But um, like that would be my thing. So it's like shitty bang. Like he had the white boy in the, the group was the producer. He just did all the production and then the yeah. was the lyricist and he helped uh. out on it. So if you have a situation like that, I don't mind it. Mm. But when it's Travis Scott's writing 20% of the song and he's also yeah. only helping out on like 20% of the production, mm-hmm. that's where I do get an issue of it because then it's now hip hop's just becoming pop where yeah. it's, you're putting up a model like the whole thing with pop is like oh they just took some fucking model who probably hit a couple notes they'll give them ghostwriters they'll give them they'll give them people to make the sounds and the music's for them all they got to do is go on their tours make their songs look pretty and they'll they'll make a lot of money for them in the production company and it's like now look at like travis scott i i like like you're talking to somebody who actually really likes his first three albums like Mm -hmm. i actually really do um but you look at him after, um, God, what was the last one he just, I was about to say Atmosphere, but what was the last one? He Astro just, World. Astro World. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Um, since then, look at everything that he's done. He's released two new shoes with Jordan, which isn't a, not a problem. It's not like a thing. Mm-hmm. He's also now doing like a fucking McDonald's shit. Like yeah, he's just becoming McDonald's. like, he's just becoming like a main, like a household name now action where he's exactly, he's becoming like almost like an action figure. Right. Yeah. And you're like, he's getting put into Fortnite games and he's mm-hmm. doing all this. And it's like, respect him. He's getting his fucking bread. Uh, like, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't have a qualm with him, but I'm like, do I think of him as like an a lyric, like an artist and that's really going to stand the test of time? Or, you know, my kids are like, dad, who do you, who's the greatest artist of your time? Am I really going to sit there and be like Travis Scott? Like, 
son, you got to go fucking listen to Astro World and <laughs> Birds in the Trap sing McKnight. Like, telling you yeah. the greatest things of all time. I I do disagree. Like that, I do have a problem with it because at that point, it's like, well, why can't I just fucking get into that then? Yeah. It's like, give me some ghostwriters and let me do barely any production too. And I, I, I have no problem. Tell me what, tell me what you want to do. If I'm going to be yeah. making 10 fucking million dollars a year, See, like this I'll is that we, we don't as much as the, um, the, the, the credits and stuff that we're talking about, like the, the problem is we don't really know how much because they don't really disclose that. It's not like, Oh, well, uh, Travis wrote all this stuff. And like uh, one of his, writers is his name is sci high the prince and he was signed to good music with kanye west and shit so we don't know how much travis did and how much this sci high the prince did or whatever right when, when the whole drake meek mill thing came out you had uh what they're called reference tracks they leaked and it was that uh what was his name fucking quentin miller where he was doing the whole song and basically he he, he had this the flow and the the most of the lyrics where he would sing it and then Drake would be like Drake what we what we understood as 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 the audience because we weren't none of us are in the studio we don't know if Drake was the one that originally wrote everything was just like yo like I want you to read this and see what kind of flow you come up with and then I'll kind of do it or whatever but we don't know um so like for all we know we could uh the the maybe the hook was written by this one guy and then the whole rest of the songs were written by Travis or whoever, you know what I mean? Or maybe it's, maybe it, this is the other thing too. It could be, um, I know the producer gets listed in those credits for the song. So whoever makes the beat is, is in those credits regardless. And then maybe like two or three writers uh, alongside of that too. But like those credits, they could just literally be maybe one bar, literally one bar could be from this one person. It's like, yo, I, I, somebody's in the studio with you and you're just like, fuck, I, I can't get this. It's like, oh, try this or whatever. And then just sticks and it works. They have to get credited. I, I, yes. But then you could also reverse it and be like, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. You could also be like, Travis Scott only wrote one. That's why he got exactly. his name slapped on it. That's why it's like, it's tough because none of us really know. And it's, and, and, I, it's it's that's what it is it's the audience and it's the the community whatever you want to call us like we don't know because we aren't in the studio there or whatever something crazy with drake um i've seen his producer ovo 40 um he said that drake actually produces like m like makes not makes the whole beat because like 40 is the one that makes the beats for him but he's like yo like Drake was really known for back in the day. He it's called a low pass and it's like the underwater effect. If you ever hear the beats that go like, it kind of yeah. sounds like a club with the bass like that. He was like, he kind of, he didn't like make it, you know, like that wasn't him. He wasn't the first one to do it, but like he kind of like made it popular. pioneered it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and what he said is he like, I, I moved the, the, the fucking mouse and I, I made the effect on there. I put it on there, but Drake told me where to put it, where, where and when, how to do it. Like I, I did it, but he's like, I give credit to Drake for it. He said, a lot of people don't know that Drake is like one of the best producers in the game too. He says, you need these, these hi-hats. You need this kind of snare. I don't want a, a high, like, and he's like the, 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 music and and brain behind his music is really drake right 
once again, who 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 the fuck knows? He could be it, like he could be like Steve Jobs. He could be like the brain behind it, just doesn't know how to do it. And you need he needs oh, yeah. a Steve Wozniak. Like yeah. you see, like Travis Scott in the the movie that he produced, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things is when he was doing his home studio in Hawaii, he was on that trip, and mm-hmm. I I kind of think it's like it's like this is so he's sitting there and he's talking to some of his producers and he's yeah. like, and this is how you know he. His producers are white, which makes it they're they're part of the company. Like they're not like he he wasn't growing up with these dudes and being like, man, these dudes. No, 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 yeah, no. These are given to him. So, (laughs) and um, but you see it, and he was there, and he was talking to the producers, and he was like, I need, I need it to sound more like, and he could only describe it, and he Mm -hmm. goes, I need it to be heavier on this, or I need it to be harder on this and like he was describing it and those people with their music brains they know okay so when he says he wants it this and then they toy with it and then he like you know then travis scott's in the in the box and he's like that's what i wanted or yeah. like no no no, it's 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 too light it's too uh, heavy here and make that a little bit lighter or whatever the case may be yeah. right? so he maybe doesn't even know the terms hi-hats and shit mm-hmm. like that but mm-hmm. he might he might know how like be like me like if i were to be producing with you i would be telling you i don't know what it, what you have to do but it needs to go more like womp womp or i would be like making sounds and mm-hmm. that's the best way i'd be able to describe it um yeah i i, I just i i don't know i i definitely think that there's got to be i think when you see there's five fucking names on a song yeah it's hard for me to be like i was all travis or travis scott did a yeah, lot of it for now, sure, sure you get two names on there or like in your music, like if it was just you, all of the names you saw there was Joey, JC, Pablo, like you'd be like, uh, yeah, right. that's what it is. yeah, you'd be like, all right, <laughs> literally just those three. It, there's yeah. other people. And it's also the three on the album. It would be like, if all you saw was ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg and an ASAP Ferg and Rocky song, right? You'd be like, all right, they're both fucking musically geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> they're creating these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think it has to knock you um, back to your original question with like what my thoughts on her. I think it has to knock you, but then again, I don't, I mean, it'd be like, what if you saw routinely on their album where it's like, say out of the 12 songs, yeah, you have three or four songs that are like that where you see five names on there, but mm-hmm. like the other eight, it's like Travis Scott and maybe one other dude or two yeah. other dudes. And it'd be like, all right, he's really kind of creating these albums then. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, de- I don't like ghostwriters. Uh, I think it, cause what it makes you do and the average listener do is like, well, how the fuck do I just get into that then? Like he's not even doing it. So like Mm -hmm. I could, I could sit around and if you gave me enough time and you just paid me hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, a fucking a month and you would like to sit Mm -hmm. around and create something, I guarantee you I could fucking do it. Yeah. You know? So Mm -hmm. do you, do you listen to Russ a lot or no? Oh uh, yeah. So (sighs) really like him. Mm -hmm. Think he's really good whiny little bitch bro right, have now you this ever is- fucking seen his twitter dude he's just like always complaining about something i'm like bro this ain't your diary dude all right all right, all right. now this is this is where i'll i'll try and shed a little bit light on him and and see if you uh can understand him not that i understand him i don't fucking know him you know? <laughs> but yeah. but i do understand a little bit more of his um whiny little bitch-esque yeah. you know uh-huh. okay so you know that he is the only person in history that has a, I don't know. Oh, fuck, man. I just saw it the other day. I don't know if it's either a number one album or a, or a, no, it's a platinum. It's a platinum album uh-huh. that 
is 100% done by him. So that means he recorded himself. He did all of the beats. He wrote every single lyric. He mixed it all himself. Literally, every single thing he did on that album was him. Nobody else. Nobody. I know he talks a lot about, um, he talks a lot about his, in his songs about his craft and how he'll, mm-hmm. do, he'll do it alone. He does it all, bro. Oh. And, and, and th- that's where it's like, I understand. Cause he, he, I mean, for sure. He definitely says some, some out of pocket shit sometimes. That's just like, all right, bro. I get it that you do all that stuff yourself, but like, you don't need to be a cocky fuck like that. Like just like on some crazy shit sometimes. But at the same time, it's like, not even cocky I'm, as much as just whiny. It's like, whiny. all right, dude, like we get yeah. it. You really grinded it out. And went, like, I respect now, you for that. But now what we were just talking about, think about it. If you are in this industry and you are being kind of overlooked by the Travis Scott's, the other people, when you know they are, they have seven or eight artists that write their lyrics for them. And like, imagine, okay. Imagine you're doing your podcast, right? And then right. you have some, and and you're grinding. You're doing it all yourself. You record it all. You edit like uh, what like what you're doing right now. You know, you're recording it all. You're editing it. You're you're kind of planning the stuff out. All your ideas of what you want to talk about, who you want to get on the show, everything. You're doing it all yourself. And you're you know I mean you're not not getting huge numbers. Not right. that it's a numbers game or anything, but and then imagine you just found out that the best podcasts in the world so say maybe like Joe Rogan. I, I'm not big on podcasts. I don't know that many of them, but like say maybe Joe Rogan. What if, what would you feel in your head if you found out that Joe Rogan literally doesn't do any of his own stuff? And it's just like, yo, somebody in the back is telling him who to get on the show. Somebody in the back is telling him all of the points of what to, to, to say and about. talk about. Yeah. What, like, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like you could be like, Oh, like Joe Rogan is, is a terrible podcast host because regardless he's, he is doing the, 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 the yeah, work. Yeah, and whatever. Yeah. But I, I just want to see like, like how would you feel if it's just like, yo, like he's not the one that's trying to like, what if it was like, he, he just got this Spotify deal. What if those, the, the headquarters at Spotify, like those upper people are be like, oh, yeah. you need to do this, 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 and this, they give him a game plan. Every, like, if you found that out, would you still think that Joe Rogan still had the best podcast in the world? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm going to retract actually. I, I'm not going to say that he wouldn't have the best podcast in the world, but no, I would no, he wouldn't be the he's best, not the best podcaster. Exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. Still have the best podcast, but he wouldn't be the best podcaster. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with that, especially when you're, and it's also different when like you're in the game and you're like, you're sitting there and that's your whole goal is to, yeah. is to do well. And like, you want, you want people to hear this. Yeah. It's like when you're struggling and you see somebody being successful and they're kind of not saying you're taking a cheaper way out, but have an advantage. Let's yeah. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. A certain advantage. It sucks, but it's like, that's the name of the game though. At the same yeah, time, it it's is like it's fucking name of the game. And yeah. you know, it, is it, it's different when somebody beats you out the natural way and you're just like, mm-hmm. they're just a better, cre- better creator. I got everything. Better right? whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when it's like, it would be like, if I randomly bumped into a dude and met him at a, I thought she was going to be my army. So I'd be like, well, then the guy obviously liked me. I did my job at the bar. Right. But it was, I got an investor and he was like, dude, you're just such a cool dude. We had a great conversation at the bar. Like, and you were telling me about your podcast. I want to invest $20 million in your podcast. Yeah. I'd be like, that'd be an unfair advantage. I would get so much promotional advantage. Right. Yeah, but yeah. then it, it, it's like, I don't know. 
So that was, I, I kind of want to, I'm struggling with my thought here, but uh, I just started smoking. So um, getting that uh, pre-Stony look. But um, it's like what we were, I was earlier saying about where it's like, well, what did these guys do to get in this position who are artists, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. to get all these ghostwriters. And so it's like at some point they must have shown at least on a basic level yeah. that they were talented. And then Work. what happened is it was like, they were the only one pulling the cart and they got probably discovered really early and everyone was like, we're going to help you. We're going to start pulling this cart for you as well. Yeah. And you're not going to like to help you out, get this off the ground. Cause we think you have a good core talent or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, after you've been doing that for two years, you're just like, well, you know, I'm used to not pulling this cart as much anymore. I think I'm just going to get in the cart and <laughs> you guys got it from here. Right. And, I'm just gonna get in the car real quick. <laughs> yeah, and they just let him do it. And uh, I, I so I, I feel like there's kind of like that where it's like they had to show it in the beginning at least that they had some. And you're like, all right. Yeah. So I guess it, what happened was they showed some sort of talent. They got picked up so early, and then eventually they just got so used to helping people carry their carrying them um, across the finish line that they were mm-hmm. like, now nah, it's just kind of like their business. Like, you yeah. Know? Um. So I don't know, cause uh, and there's also that moral where you're like, I don't want to be envious and feel like I'm being a shitty person and like yeah. being like, fuck you, you had so much help and like mm-hmm. if only I had that, cause it makes you sound like a, such a fucking cock, you know? What Little I mean? bits, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just like, look at this dickhead. He can't even be happy for somebody. But yeah. like, also, you have that natural be like, well, fuck, dog. Like I'm grinding away over here. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, it, it's 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 different when you're doing it, but like. It just got like going back to the whole Russ situation is like that to me. I just like I I I understand where people come from, and, and he definitely does come off as like just like a, like you literally like you said like a whiny little bitch. Like, and it's like his intentions I feel like are good, but sometimes he just comes off it, it, the wrong way and everything. He could say it a little bit better, but it's like shit, man. It, it, I, I can only imagine him the 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 type of platform that he's been able to reach now from his songs and everything. And then, like I said, bro, like you got all these other people doing what? No, no, continue, continue. I was just going to say, you got all these other people doing what you're doing, but you know what I mean? They're getting people writing their stuff for them. They're getting these producers, people engineering. It's like, and you're just doing it all yourself. And it's like, you have to, that has to give you some type of chip on your shoulder to be like, yeah, I am better than them. Like it has to give you a little bit of that fuel and that like the cockiness and cause it's a little warranted at that point. Now the cockiness and and the confidence is, is, is warranted. But like, I understand what you're saying is like, just literally like whining about certain stuff. It's like, all right, like that's not, he's, he's like whining about having this unfair treatment still is the issue. Because yes, it's, I don't, not like I mean, it's not like he's still this underground SoundCloud rapper yeah, he, with fucking saw, bro, a thousand he, likes. Like crazy thing is, he put his um his DistroKid is like uh, the distribution platform where you put your stuff up to get onto Apple Music and Spotify and all this stuff. It's like a independent distribution. Um, that's what we use and everything. It's like what a, a lot of artists use nowadays. You get um, monthly uh, statements, obviously, from your streams and everything and your releases that you sell and everything. So basically, okay, you have a song that you put up on Apple Music. It's a dollar. When somebody buys that song, 
you get about 73 cents of that dollar. And then the other money, I guess, either goes to Apple or whatever, yeah. or it goes to distribution, like fees, yeah. whatever, you know? So he was in, and I don't know exactly, I'm going to look real quick when he um, came out with that song, what they want is kind of like what really broke him. Um, that was in 2017, uh, maybe a little earlier, 26, like bad ways or whatever. What was What's that? up? What was that song? That It was the song that broke him. What was it? Bad Ways or no? Bad. I first heard him. Th- the song was called What They Want. And it's, um, yeah, that, you, you, you're, that's unfair. You're literally in the music industry. Your whole, your whole. No, honestly, he, people, people, he, cause this is the thing with the whole Russ situation. He, he came out with like 14 albums. No, yeah, he, he made before, so many songs. Yeah. Before he really got put on or anything, but regardless, like, he, he got put on around 2015 to 2017. He put up his, on his Instagram, he put up his statements from this distribution platform. This man's went from in 2014-ish, he was making like uh, like $1,000 a month maybe. Within two years, in 2018, he was making over a quarter million dollars a month just from his streams. That's, and, and when I say that, that's, mo- that's his money. That, that like, and this is where it comes back down to okay, I mixed all my stuff. I did Wait, all. Cor- my you said, I heard that right, right? Uh, yes. You said a quarter a million a, a month. month, and that was in 2018. So he's only gotten bigger. He's getting more than that now, and like that's what that's where it comes into play with these guys. What it's called owning their masters. He's not signed to a record label. He's signed to a, a, di- a, a like a publishing deal where AKA uh atlanta i don't know exactly what um record label he's under publishing label he's under but it's like it's like atlantic records or columbia records one of these big things but basically when you sign a record deal you sign the rights to your music so they say you're 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 under our label for three albums you need to give us three albums until you're out of this contract i don't care if that takes you 10 years it, it doesn't matter and that's what that's what they say about signing your, your life away or whatever. And that's what um, they're exploiting these kind of these people or whatever. But he, he didn't sign the rights to his music. He signed the rights to, distri- uh, to, to publish his music. So like basically what they do is they promo him. So he might pay, I don't know, like 40,000 or whatever. And they, they might get like 10% of his, his songs as opposed to if he signed a record label, he would probably only get like 30% of his music. But he, he actually gets like 90 but back to his statements and shit, that's why he's making $250,000 a month because he has to pay nobody else. He doesn't pay producers. He doesn't pay engineers. He doesn't pay anybody, writers. Because like, that's the other thing with like background vocalists and stuff. They get royalties. So every time that um, the song gets streamed, maybe 2% of that stream goes to just a background vocalist that sang a, a, a phrase, literally. I... Th- a little bit ago, one of the background vocalists for uh, See You Again by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth, that, that right. massive, massive song. Yeah, it was uh, like the for Fast 7 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the background vocalists sold their royalties, basically the, the rights to the royalties. They, they, I don't even know who it was. Why? I don't, they guess they needed money or whatever. They sold the royalties for, it, it wasn't any, any in like crazy, crazy amount, but it was like in the tens of thousands. And basically that, that 
it was like two percent i believe of the song but that that from this point on that person whoever bought that they get two percent of all those royalties that from that song anytime that song gets played on the radio anytime somebody streams that song like two percent of that goes to this new person and that's just where it's like where it's like quitting google after working there a week when it was a startup and you're like fuck this. you know what i mean literally this is like i still got that like i'm getting that money still it's like so weird though because it's like it's more like quitting google when it was a startup and you knew it was going to blow up and beat google mm -hmm. that's how ridiculous that is that they did that they must have had a gambling debt to somebody so well that's the thing it's 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 kind of like what we were talking um just like yeah i mean loan shark (laughs) <laughs> no for real though that's like what it is it's like sometimes you just they they it might not be the best decision for the but once again we go back to it, it's like the in the present time yo people be looking at the present so much and not really figuring out of like what down the line and everything so, yeah you never know why even, even if you told that loan shark you could be like put <laughs> the interest rate on as maximum that you can i'll do 25 percent interest rate I have a lot of money coming. I promise you. I just got a royalty thing. Come, just hear me out. Months. Yeah, I feel you. No, for sure. But, but basically, I was just getting back to the, the Russ thing. It's like, that's crazy. It's like, he, 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 can you imagine, bro? Imagine you like, and that's even the thing with like, I don't know how the podcasts work. I mean, I know Joe Rogan has pretty Spotify. Um, it, it's, um, he got his, at that stage yeah. to be worrying about it. So. I mean, yeah, we don't, we don't make a, like, we have a little bit of money in there from, from everything, but it's like, bro, you got a real, like, I don't know if you know this, but, and I don't know how it goes with podcasts as well. I'm sure the podcast is similar to this. It's like, if, if somebody streams your podcast, you do, you have to get some type of monetary compensation. Yeah. For it. It's not a lot. As much as streaming music, if, if one person streams a song and each platform is different for their pay, payouts. So on Spotify, if somebody streams my song for 30 seconds, it needs to be 30 seconds total to count as a stream. So if they just like click it and, and exit out immediately, it doesn't count, mm-hmm. obviously. So if they stream it for 30 seconds, I get 0.004 cents from that. Like point, you heard that, 0.004 cents. And um, so if you do the math, obviously a thousand streams, you get $4 on Spotify. Apple Music is a thousand streams. You get about five bucks. So like, you do the math. Like, you need a, a lot of streams for a little bit of money, you know? <laughs> yeah. But and uh, well, where where how how really it's so originally that's what it starts out as. But then when you are at a place where you're making where you're getting a high enough streams, it's the advertisements where they come to you and they're like, all right, this guy his show is getting a hundred thousand views. Yeah. That's, well, that's, yeah. It, then it, they come kinda, in and that's like why Joe Rogan is first nine minutes of his podcast is him doing his, his ads. Now the thing is that that blows me away where it's kind of weird is because I'm like 98% of the people are fast forwarding the first nine minutes of his podcast and they're not hearing the ads. Yeah. So I'm like, how are they, how the monetary, how the money comes into it is still, it's weird to me. It does have to do with views. Um, mm. And then like, people that want to come in your ads and like it was same thing too it was like if they were to only listen to the first five minutes of my podcast like it doesn't it's not like 
blown up my my views right it's yeah 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 um it's all about durations too so so this is this is another thing i want to bring up is like i saw um this one guy that i knew from philly he's uh, he was a producer originally was making beats and then he he was actually rapping before he made beats and then i talked to him a couple times came through the studio he's he's a real cool guy um humble just like real cool his name is logan um he ended up saying yeah like he told me this too he's like you need to real like sometimes people need to realize like you aren't a, like you ain't making good music or whatever you're not ma- like you aren't supposed to be doing that not that you can't be in the music industry but you like i knew that i wasn't the rapper like it just wasn't me it wasn't my style it wasn't my like my, my forte or whatever so i started mm-hmm. producing i started getting a lot more places in producing and everything and then eventually he's like i realized yo i could do even more of this so he's he became a manager Bro, within a fucking, it was like a it, less than a year. He took this uh, 17-year-old kid. His name was T, uh, like San, I believe is how, how you pronounce it. It's T-S-A-N. He took this kid from a high school graduate and he got signed by Columbia Records. Went out. He's out in LA all the time now and shit. Like he's made songs with a couple of different big people. He's in these big studios and everything. And he, he, that was the first person he ever managed. But he turned into a manager and then he, he started doing that shit. And he was like... It's just like, I don't know, man. It, it comes down to just, you know, maybe realizing what what you are good at and, and kind of knowing. And then focus sometimes, on that. You know, like, yeah, you know, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, I agree because it's it's one of those things where people, I think when you're starting out in music, you have to do everything because mm-hmm. you have to test the waters with what you're good at. Um, yeah. Maybe it's lyrics, maybe it's, production or whatever um or the engineering side of it you got to figure you got to test out all the waters and then i feel like naturally you kind of figure it out too because you'll start seeing yourself practicing one more than the other yeah and you'll start noticing that you're spending a lot more time writing lyrics than you are actually doing the production right Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like your telltale sign um I think where a lot of people get hung up when they have to make decisions like that is they feel like they're saying they're not, Oh, I'm not a complete artist. And it's like, not it, man. Like you're now going to like, you're talking about being a complete artist is it's such a farce because you're still a fucking artist. Even if you were focusing on just the lyrics, like you're, or if you're just focusing on the production, like you're a complete artist, you're a complete artist, uh, producer, like, yeah. that's that's where your thing is is now you're just in a whole other realm it's not like you failed as an artist at all yeah. or failed as it could be even anything like work you know what i mean maybe you, you do sell your royalties early or whatever mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean I, I think there's a lot that kind of um can be hard about those decisions but yeah at the end of the day i think you'll notice that it you'll then start seeing okay, like this, be like, all right, I'm starting to lean towards this now more. Instead of now I'm putting two hours into this, now I'm putting four. Mm-hmm. And look how much better I got in the fucking yeah. six months. Yeah. And you're like, okay, and now I'm this good in six months. I'm going to see what happens if I put fucking nine hours into this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's that's how it goes. That's how it right? you know. But um, yeah. I was talking about like the the whole Logan thing. I I for, completely forgot where I was going with it. But after that, we were talking about um, <laughs> no, we were talking about the the advertisements from from right. your viewership and everything. So he asked on on Instagram, "What what would you rather 
would you rather 2 million followers or $2 million right now? And it got me thinking, I'm like, bro, who the fuck is saying that they're taking 2 million followers before $2 million? And then, and then I, I, he asked the question or I posted on, I replied to him. I was like, I'm taking the fucking money, bro. You're bugging. And he's just like, a lot of people will say that, but he's like, you don't even understand. A lot of people don't understand how much money how mar- is in too many. He, he said, do you know what these, mar- like these marketing companies or just big companies in general, how much they'll pay for 2 million, like uh, an advertisement for 2 million followers. He's like, shit. And even if, if, if 150 of thousand of them are, are like active followers, like, cause you know, I mean, obviously you could just buy bot yeah. followers nowadays or whatever, but like, if you have statistics that show that like, 500,000 of those 2 million are, are actively engaging in things every day and shit like that. He's like, bro, you can make that 2 million in fucking a couple, probably a couple months. And then if probably more, he's like, I'm shit, I'm taking the followers. And it, it just got me thinking, I'm like, this, this is really, um, going back to once again, kind of going back to the streaming and shit. Nowadays, people don't buy CDs anymore, obviously, right. but you, and, and people quote unquote, Yes, you pay for your Apple Music subscription or your Spotify subscription, but people don't quote unquote pay for music anymore. You know what I mean? When's right. the last time you bought an actual song and shit? I don't right. buy a song. I pay for my Apple Music. I listen to everything, you know, and I make music and it's like I, I buy a well, couple. That's of where that, that was so kind of I, sorry to cut you off, but I, I'm high and I just had this thought. Remember we were talking about earlier with like the Walkman and how music has kind of like changed over times and how you're listening to it. Yeah. Um, you have the Zune and now you have the uh, iPods and uh, now everything's just on your phone. Well, there was a time and it was about two, th- it was like when smartphones were coming out and like really starting to develop. It was like 2010-ish um, and then like early 2014, 15, right? Mm-hmm. Um Everybody was downloading music illegally. I had yeah. fucking apps that oh, I could yeah. download songs illegally. Uh-huh. And um, so I think my whole thing was I was like, okay, well, these artists are going to be losing a lot of money because people aren't, now they're going to be able to listen to their songs and they're not getting paid on it. So mm-hmm. my whole thing, and like, but nobody wants to spend fucking $15 on an album. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. So they solved it now because they finally came out with a subscription base. So now they're like, all right, well, here's the thing. Now we'll collect $10 a month from everybody, and uh-huh. which is going to be in the 50s and tens of millions, probably tens of millions, right? Uh-huh. And that's how we're going to pay all these artists and our fees. And they're going to collect or uh, they're going to collect from those people and then they'll pay whatever mm-hmm. they have to out mm-hmm. pay out. So um, I was always curious how they were going to solve that. And this is obviously how they've solved it because yes, I've never paid for a song yeah. in probably the last 20, like pro- 20, really? last 10 years. Yeah. And so I download all this music, mm-hmm. I download it. And um, where they get you hooked in is because people are releasing new songs now all the fucking time mm-hmm. where, you know, I was like, Oh, well originally I'm like, I'll get Apple music for the first, I think because of the first year it was free yeah, thing yeah. and I'll download all this music and I'll just download it hard, like to my actual phone because once it's downloaded, they can't take it back and yeah. I'll, then I'll just get rid of it and I won't actually have to pay for it. Well, all these producers, people are now putting out songs so quick and rapid mm-hmm. now that it's, 
I, I'm still paying 10.99. I'm <laughs> still paying 9.99 for this yeah, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? 100. Um, so they figured it out. Um, that was my little side rant with that because um, I was just always confused. Because yeah, never. How I mean, are they going to pay so these people? Basically, and- what I saw is like they were like, okay, well, people like people aren't buying music per se nowadays but he's like do you know i saw some it's like an ad or something somewhere but there they were like do you know who is who is paying a lot of money for music nowadays companies mm-hmm. companies like you're watching fuck dude anything you're watching nfl uh game day or whatever commercial break comes up there's music behind there yeah. there's nba finals there's fucking do you know how much money you probably uh i remember i don't know if it was last like not it wasn't this year it was like maybe last year um the song uh win by j-rock and kendrick win 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. that was the the nba finals type uh like sponsored you know like, you know how much money they probably got for that i i don't i have no even the slightest clue but i'm sure yeah. it, was, it was a good check i'm sure it was a good check well, yeah, because then they're also paying them royalties on not only do they buy the rights to do it, but then they're probably paying them royalties on times of however, every many time that they play. And then yeah. if it's really good contract, how many views Dudes, go into viewers. that? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it's like not only on every time they're playing it, but if say the game's getting 16 million views, yeah. they're getting royalties from the 16 million hey, dude, views. Like, you just got to think of like, okay, um, which we're also with, calculating is like probably three persons per view is also yeah good. yeah yeah you have to think of like okay so i'm doing this music or whatever blah 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 this and that so like people aren't maybe buying cds anymore but what about um okay fucking oh, just anything bro urban outfitters has an instagram they have like a little uh a commercial on there like you know like uh, instagram marketing and shit mm-hmm. they have songs behind that they have music behind all their little posts and stuff like that they got to pay somebody for that music to, to use that. There's fucking elevator music or fucking mall, like in the malls and lobbies in any, any advertisement for, for any type of manufacturing or, or anything fucking shit. You have car, car commercials. There's music behind that. Any commercial, there's t- 10 times out of 10, there's music on it and shit like that. He's like, and, and that's nowadays who has hella money to just fucking spend in that kind of shit those huge companies like that, like, like fucking full, like all these car companies or any, anybody, you know what I mean? Any of these bigger manufacturing companies. Well, it's also weird too. Cause they'll pay a fuck ton of money for five seconds because literally, because like, if you look on, so how I think on YouTube, it was explained to me on YouTube. Um, it's when you get enough views, YouTube will then put ads AdSense, yep. on, on your, on your thing to get you mm-hmm. money and it'll pay for, it'll pay you. Um, mm-hmm. But how often are you watching Joe Rogan's podcast on YouTube? And it's like after 45 minutes of into his show, you'll have a five, I'm probably like 30, but yeah, you'll have an ad and it'll say you can skip in five seconds. Five seconds. Yep. You're never looking, you're just counting. You're just looking at the corner waiting for it to press skip and then you press skip. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, maybe some people walk away and it plays a full ad or something like that, Mm -hmm. but I high majority are just skipping it. So they'll pay that fucking amount of money for five seconds. And I, I can't tell you, I can't tell you who, what ads I've actually seen. Like, I, I really I mean, don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I feel would, like I it just comes guess. down to, it comes down to obviously the, like the, 
um, the targeting of like what ads people see. Cause we were talking about last time, like me being a music person, like all that I see on Instagram, like at least Instagram, I don't watch that much YouTube or whatever, but like as much as Instagram, like I see nothing but like fucking just music shit, you know, like shit like that. Or like basically just music shit, like production, like maybe a new, new hardware, new microphone, stuff like that or whatever. But like, it comes down to targeting with the ad targeting a lot. And then, it comes down to heavy um, content, like the actual content of the ad. Cause like I see a lot of these, like a lot of commercials or like ads or whatever. And I'm just like, who the fuck okayed this? Like who said right. this? Like, like I, literally I was just like, if somebody fucking came to me with this idea, I'd be like, yo, this is probably one of the worst commercials I've ever fucking seen. Or like the right. idea is garbage. And it's just like, sometimes like if it's a good enough ad, I might not like actually like, click like click it and and go and look at the shit but like there was this one you know it literally it's like yo like this ad is like shit man it it made me made me like at least watch it you know more than laugh or exactly like gave me a smile or something but like dude some of these commercials like i can't think of any on the top of my head because they're fucking not rememberable but like a lot of these commercials just like like either they literally just don't make any sense and they don't really promote any product that you can like think of. percent. I'm just 100%. like, dude, who the I, fuck okayed this? Yeah. I, I, I say the same thing all the time. I talk about it all the time uh, with people where I'll be like, can you honestly believe that somebody walked into a boardroom and they were like, this is our idea. And they're like, I think you fucking nailed this one. Right. Yo, like, right? <laughs> I think you crushed like, it. And I'm like, oh. how did you okay this? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Or did you just like this was a project your your thirteen year old put together and you were like Literally. I promised her I would let her do one commercial this week, and like yeah, that's dude. the only thing I can think of, man. Yeah. Some no of them are like, like that, like the caveman ones for Geico. Uh-huh. I'll always remember those because yeah. they were so original and they were yeah. hilarious. It was yeah. so easy. A caveman could do it. And one of the guys, the boomstick operator, and he's uh, well, that's just great, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> drops the, <laughs> drops a mic and storms off. <laughs> yeah. be, yeah, it's, it's so the great. Remembrance they of had like them. a series of them, and uh-huh. they were great. And yeah, uh, yeah. like um, I, I just watched this one. Man, and I'm so pissed that I know what company it is. Maybe that's their thing. It's AT and T. But I this I even said this last night. I was old. This commercial is so bad. I will never go to AT and T for phone service ever in my entire life. I was so pissed. I was like, you. I'm like, that's how much time I feel like you took from me. And it was a 30 second commercial. But it was with that that girl who's like always in the store or whatever. Um, and they're like trying to make her quirky and fun and cute, and she's just none of those things. And they just had like, it's just stupid dialogue the whole time. Like one of their jokes was, um, it was, um, God, what is it? Oh, word of mouth communication was the best form of marketing before commercials. And I was, and they just say it was in a commercial and I'm like, or the camera and I'm like, I'm angry now. I'm like, that's all I am. I'm like, this is all that has become of me is I'm just angry now. And I'm I'm never gonna buy AT and T or anything. <laughs> like, that was all I got. <laughs> but marketing yeah, no, people, dude. The companies, like I said, the big companies, they'll pay. Like, cause I mean, it's it's hard. It's it's crazy too because you we don't really understand how. I mean, I don't know 
too much of like how much money these these uh, companies really do put away in their budget for marketing and shit. It's fucking tens, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I'm starting to think it's almost for these podcasters. It's almost like highway robbery for them because I'm like, I, I'm just. I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I, I get it. Okay. Joe Rogan's getting 4 million views. I get that. Yeah, like I yeah. get, he's got, he's got, uh, I think over 5 million subscribers on, on YouTube. Um, yeah. Now out of those five or 500, 5 million subscribers on YouTube. Now out of those 500 are, um, or out of this, that 5 million, what 2 million are active listeners. Like I can tell you, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan, but I don't listen to every episode of Joe yeah. Rogan, mm-hmm. and I don't. I certainly don't listen to the whole entire episode. Yeah, um, I may pick it up here and there and stuff like that, but there's so many episodes I've just never finished. Yeah, for sure, they're long, and uh, but it, it's like, so I, I'm, I'm confused I'm, how like I'm yeah. confused how these major companies are like. All right, so in total, let's say he gets from one episode through all of his uh outlets or platforms he's getting 60 million views mm-hmm. and streams right mm-hmm. and maybe tw- i mean i guess i mean maybe 20 million of them are listening to it fully or 10 million are listening to it fully you're and you're paying for five second ads where probably out of those 10 out of those 60 million i would say god maybe five five million of those streams probably heard some of the ads mm-hmm. yeah I, mean, I guess that's the net they're it, thinking about i and mean probably i mean i guess like, i guess and then saying the numbers out loud i'm like well this is the thing to like it, i don't know what you're saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know um i don't know how much if you've ever looked at like the promotional kind of the marketing for like podcasting and stuff but as much as the music and shit because like at some point, you you, when you're doing some type of uh, creative artwork or podcasting or, or literally anything where you're making something, you have to realize like you are going to have to invest in that art for it to get to the next level. You know what I mean? Right. Whether that's okay, I need to invest in equipment, or whether it's I need to invest in production as in um like video content or a photographer content like some way shape or form you're going to need to put more money into it in order to get to that next level so i've been looking a long a long time for just like real because like i said it's it's such a, a crazy thing nowadays with the fake followers like i don't want to buy no fake followers i don't want fake plays because yeah, like the what the fuck does that do that. it's like it doesn't do anything for you so to really find a real marketing agency or something or, or a promotional campaign place that'll that'll promote shit it's it's kind of hard but what i am finding is a lot of these places that are like real they'll say oh email us your budget and like kind of what your plan is so like do you want spotify do you want um more more youtube do you want instagram engagement what do you want and we'll we'll make up plan for you and and go off of your budget maybe it'll be a week maybe it'll be two weeks whatever and it's mm-hmm. like when i'm i've done the instagram ads a couple of times and like maybe it's just because the the actual content wasn't amazing you know i didn't have a professional videographer make this the 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 video or this that and the third maybe that's what it is but like you pay maybe 30 bucks for a couple days two or three days for uh it to just get pushed to a couple places a couple people around you and it's like out of those 
maybe 10, 15,000 impressions that people saw, like what you get like five followers. And it's like, that's what like 30 or 40 bucks gave you. So it's like, I can only imagine really what these big companies, okay. These companies are paying fucking right. tens of millions of dollars. And maybe they only get maybe 20,000 people to really click that ad. And then out of those 20,000 people, how many of them actually bought whatever was getting advertised? Maybe fucking a 500 people, like each, each stage of um, the, the customer doing something as in, like I said, okay, so maybe 20 million people see it. Then half of that actually clicked on the ad and actually out of that half, only half of those people might've bought the actual thing. You know what I mean? Each stage it goes down with, with the actual yeah. engagement of what the, the ad was meant to do. And it's like, I, like I said, with the music, it's like, I've been trying to find that shit. And it's like, people are paying a lot of money for, for advertising, dude. It's, it's, it's expensive nowadays. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it just, it makes me truly curious to be honest. That's all That's what I, I am say. too. It's like, I, I'd like to see like, and, and we've never done it really crazy yet. Everything has kind of just been organic. Um, just whatever. Like I, it's, it's wild too with with going back to just the age that we're in and the technology and shit like bro i i was we put our music up and, and like i said it goes all over the pl- like platforms apple music spotify everything i looked online on my on the the, the distribution or whatever and it said that you know, the a couple of our songs have been used on like on, on tiktok and shit i don't i've never even really been on tiktok really ever i know obviously what it is but i've never really I've yeah, I don't have the app either. I, I, I just downloaded it last night because I saw this. I'm like, dude, that's pretty wild. So I go on there and there's like 20 or 30 TikToks with like a, our song behind it and shit. And I'm like, there's people in this like this clothing store uh, in, in like fucking like Russia or something. And they're using our songs. And I'm just like, yo, this is fucking wild. Like, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like tic- those so- TikTok stars. So it's a lot of it's like you were saying editing and stuff like that earlier. Um and it's interesting you say that because like dude th- you look at these tiktok stars who are making a lot of money on there and they're getting hundreds of millions hey, of bro, they they're getting paid. Paid, but like it's all just stupid editing and it's yeah. not, it's like yeah. these kids aren't these kids aren't really adding a value other than that they're getting their you know companies are making a lot of money off of them i don't want to say that it's like talentless but it's it's no they, like- they know it's a talent for they understand they understand apps really well and they yeah. understand the algorithms really well. Yep. So like they're smart in that sense, but like I would a hundred percent say they're talentless, yes. But like yeah. they, they do have like they do have an ability and they understood uh the apps way better than probably other people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like I don't know. I know fucking what's his face. Like uh, Jay Carlo made it kind of big on uh TikTok because people kept using his song What's Poppin'. Yeah, yeah. That's how a lot up. of stuff is going. Yeah, and it blew up his song. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, dude. You got these like I don't know, dude. Fucking what is what is uh uh barstool Dave Portnoy? He says uh, so he calls them the the dick wigglers. He's like he's just like these little fucking kids that are over here doing their little dance and they're getting millions of fucking views from it and shit. And these companies are advertising for that and it's like. There's people out there that are really like, like I said, really creative, dude, like really like artistic and just doing different shit. And like, they're not getting the time of day because they're not on TikTok fucking doing a dance to the goddamn Megan the Stallion song. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it, it's, 
it's a world I don't fully understand. I guess I'll be no, honest. With you. I mean, nobody does. Yeah. Except, really, but I, this is, I, I don't know. I, I keep on forgetting if we really talked about this last time or anything, but it's like, bro, wh- I, the first time I had a cell phone, I was in like sixth grade or whatever. These kids are getting, and that's even pretty early. I'm sure you didn't, you know, I didn't. Well, well, I, I was also, I, I, there was very other, various other reasons why I didn't have a cell phone for a very long time, but <laughs> I didn't get a cell phone for a very long time. Yeah. But re- well, regardless, like even for me, I had the cell phone, but I didn't have like, it, it was a, fu- it wasn't it was like a flip a, phone with yeah, yeah. programmed. Yeah, exactly. You so then could play snake. <laughs> yeah, literally like exactly. So then, um, until I actually had, I was in like seventh or eighth grade then. So I, what you're fucking like, well, I don't even know, 13, whatever, something like that. Um, that's when I first got my first, like first smartphone, dude, you have to realize that's 13 years old. That's young still. Right. These kids are having iPads and, and tablets oh, like literally before they could fucking talk. Yeah. They're getting, so, they're getting grown up on iPads. So, and just the accessibility at your fingertips of like, oh, like I, I've seen like these little, uh, like once again, these little TikToks or like Instagram or whatever. And it's like, oh, like my dad found my little brother's uh, iPad or whatever. Like, let's see his search history. It's like, <laughs> it's like girl with big boobs or something like that. And it's just like shit like that. It's like, bro, like I, I, I didn't just feel- like that too. I was, uh, <laughs> I was. Is when I first moved to Florida and I was staying with my uncle and aunt and um, I was staying with them for the first six months before I got my own place. And so I, it was funny cause I like the kid was like the little son. He was my little cousin. He was uh-huh. like messing around on his iPad and his mom came in and he like acted really suspicious with it. Yeah. And she was all, what is that? And they're like, she comes in, she brings the iPad. She comes into the, their bedroom where I was talking with my uncle and um, she's all Connor's doing this and he's acting weird on his iPad. Like yeah, he's up to something like figure it out. And he was all, what do you like? He was just looking around mm-hmm. and I was looking at Connor and he was like, I think 13, 14 at the time, like just probably just started puberty. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of long showers at this point in his life. <laughs> and he was just worried, and I just <laughs> clicked the Safari button up, pop, just Pornhub. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, dude. It was just, yeah. yeah, it was just a bunch of like blowjobs, and it was so funny. I was, I was dying laughing. <laughs> no, that's funny though, but like, dude, it's like these kids are growing up so fast nowadays. So fast. And so fast. So fast. And I don't think it's good. And it's like, no. I think it's good, and it gives them a it's good and it's bad where I think it gives him a, um, an understanding earlier of life, but they're still a kid. So they're of a kid mind. And it's like, they know the adult stuff, but they don't, they don't know how to really treat it. I don't want to say respect, but like, yeah, like, like almost like a, a, a respectful, like, a respectful fear of like the, yeah, of yeah. like of that knowledge and like understanding that it's, it's serious and, yeah. you know, and things matter, but they're, you're a kid and you're yeah. a kid, everything. Nothing fucking matters. Nothing matters. Yeah. No, nothing. dude, I didn't grow. I mean, bro, I fucking, I was 18 years old when I got, went out to college and shit. And like, I even think a lot of these times too, is like, bro, I was 18. I was, I did some stupid fucking shit when I was 18. So much- I, 
You know what I mean? Like you're still not, I, I'm, I'm still young right now. I feel like I, I've, I've grown up a lot these last like five years, six years being out of, out of the house, you know, being on my own, you do learn a lot more and everything, but it's like, bro, like fucking five years ago, dude, like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, hell no. I mean, bro, I, I exactly like, I, I always say is my parents were super strict. And it was funny because you were talking about earlier how you were smoking at 13. I wrote down, mm-hmm. I was like, I actually wrote something down. It was funny. I was like, I didn't get into weed until way, like I was super anti weed. Like yeah. I was just from being ignorant and my parents were like really put it into me and, yeah. um, and like, they were like kind of put the fear of God in me with it. Yeah. And I was just like, if I ever got caught with it, like I bet my life is over. Um, but like all the worst things you could think about weed, I thought about, I uh-huh. you know I didn't hang out with people like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Didn't hate people if they did just, yeah. Nope. Wasn't for you. Later. Um, and then now it's like I got into dr- I would say I got into drugs at like twenty. Like I had smoke. I smoked right after high school. Like it was the first yeah. time I ever smoked was right after I graduated high school. Uh-huh. But I wasn't like an avid smoker of it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Now. Um, probably until college. Like I was like twenty, twenty one. I was probably like 20, 21, 22. And then like heavier drugs, like twenty three yeah uh, now and uh not anymore i actually would say but like from 23 to like 25 but i always look back and i'm like had my parents not done that or i had gotten into it earlier when i was a younger mind and like didn't really fully understand shit Mm -hmm. i think would have been so fucking bad for me and it would have been terrible for me and it would have been um detrimental and so i'm glad i was able to hold off and get into it later Mm -hmm. and um i mean it comes down to i want to just like say about like the generational type thing too it's like yo these kids are are even like i i said it was like i was like 13 i was in like eighth grade summer going into ninth in the like like freshman year of car of high school or whatever and like that's I, i feel like that's pretty fucking young dude like that's like I don't know what your opinion is on it, but like now I, I was doing, um, I was recording in Philly for a while. And like these kids, like, first of all, they would come through with like, sometimes like they would come through with some kid, like young kids, bro. Like these young ass kids and they're smoking and shit. Like I'm talking like, like not even 10 years old type the last shit. Time I was visiting you. There was a kid in there. <laughs> well, yeah, but that I'm talking like they dead ass brought this kid or whatever. And like, they fucking, he was like, Bro, I'm talking young, yo, like seven or eight years old, and he's fucking ripping the blunt and shit. And I'm just like, holy shit, bro. Like, these kids, this kid's fucking young, and he's over here smoking butt already and shit, like hanging around these type of kids. And and, and it's just like the, the, the influence of who you're hanging around is very right. big. And then as well as, like I said, it do- definitely doesn't help where they have access to the internet and the, and the phones and shit. Nowadays they could fucking search whatever they want up and like all this stuff. Like it's just pretty, it's pretty crazy. No, like, I, no I, I, I agree because it's also, and, and that's just not how I feel like be a big thing was sex. Like this is a big one is sex to them is so trivial now and, like i remember growing up like it was a big fucking deal dude it was like yeah, yeah. like things were not in my like and i'm a millennial but like i'm like at the upper end of millennials but yeah. um i like it was still a big thing and that was like a big deal for us growing growing up and now it's like like i would say the average kid was probably losing their virginity 
girls probably like sophomore year guys probably like junior year um, yeah. like i would say for the average i would say for yeah. the average there was definitely people who lost it like freshman year but like mm-hmm. that was kind of like a big deal um yeah. now dude it's like dude, i hear story i can't tell you how many stories i've just heard of girls uh losing their virginia dudes losing their virginia in like junior high like constantly and i'm like yeah what the shit like they're it's just i don't know it it's weird and i, I don't think it's necessarily all good for them you know what i mean no, i mean it, no for sure like it's, it's it, i don't know there's real life consequence i guess my point would be is like they don't understand that like with things there there's a real life consequence and then they're doing a and they i would understand like what they're doing or not understand that they're doing like these things that they're doing that they know at a younger age that are pretty adult they just don't full they're not aware like mm-hmm. they don't have that that mental capacity to understand the uh the seriousness of certain things that they might be doing yeah you know what i mean yeah. so i don't know this kids are just fucking growing up like like fucking so goddamn fast and and it just comes down to we keep on saying it's like it's a good thing in certain aspects it's a bad thing in in, in a lot of other aspects as well it's like mm-hmm holy shit man like these some of these kids just know stuff and and i'm just like yo take a chill like go fucking play with some legos or something go play outside go play outside on the goddamn teeter-totter like the seesaw or something like bro like when's the last i i don't know i never see kids playing outside in my neighborhood when i go home visit dude when's the last time you've seen a goddamn park that was like popping with kids bro like never that's what i used to do i would go to the baseball park or whatever and that's what we did for fucking fun we swung on the goddamn monkey bars bro yeah we go on our phone and tech like no bro we didn't go on how many times growing up i was playing in the streets yeah just playing whatever it was games capture the flag football dude anything man playing anything and it was it it was great i mean and i had a great neighborhood where there was about there was like a gang of us of like 12 kids yeah probably like eight or nine but um there was there was a lot of us and Mm -hmm. it was it made my at least first 15 years of my life 14 years of my life pretty fucking memorable yeah um so yeah i mean and i think there's also a mental health aspect to it too as well and here's the thing too is i think anxieties are so high because everybody's behind a computer and a screen now and now people can say nastier things without repercussions because you don't have to see them but you also because you're behind a screen i feel like and you're so disconnected that that's also your wor- your world that it it drives it it like hurts people more now you yeah. know and yeah. it's like to them it's like that's such a big deal where i feel like if they spent more time outside <laughs> and somebody said shit to them online they'd be like all right well yeah yeah they would never say that's my fate. Like there's a, pa- there's, I feel like a power and a, like people get this false power behind it, but then they also get like this over anxiousness and anxiety from it too. Yeah. I, uh, fuck dude. The, the whole mental health, like talk and everything, especially right now with COVID and everything. It's just. Yeah. Shit. I, uh, I have, I have an episode I recorded last Sunday. Mm-hmm. With somebody, it was me, my buddy. We kind of just talked about it. Um, yeah. It'll be, it's a pretty cool episode, but um well anyway hey man um we're up at two hours here i actually we fucking 
Spin just yeah. on, on on the on the fucking on the honestly I, I wrote down just quick before I came in like some things that like I'm like all right well case because I we didn't really come into this with a game plan I wrote uh, down a few things on like of just talking points and mm-hmm. um, I don't I didn't look over it once at them I don't think I talked about anything that I <laughs> wanted I wrote down to keep a conversation flowing that's how you know it's always a good pod that's always like my favorite pods is like kind of look up and you know time just goes you know yeah yeah but uh well hey man uh thanks for doing this with me i gotta go i'm gonna go up post uh my episode so i gotta release and do all that um and finish that out but uh thanks for joining me man hey i'm bringing all my stuff out in tampa i'll be out there with uh i'll be out there actually this this coming up week but um yeah i will get you to help like figure my like rig my shit up and of course yeah like i was gonna i was saying before i I could show you now like in person a little bit about the preamps and the and the Mm -hmm. hardware that goes into it and Mm -hmm. shit you know especially with the headphones and stuff you'll be able to hear it now and see what the difference is and like probably give you a little bit more of a a better uh at like outlook or whatever you want to say on the on the quality and everything for sure but yeah i mean it's been a great podcast as always um yeah thanks man thanks for coming on and uh i'll uh I'll be talking to you real quick. I'll I'll see you probably Wednesday or Thursday this week. Say no more. I'll be here. All right. Take it easy, man. Have a good one. Nah, you too, brother.